This is The Union, the intersection between people, apps, and AI. We'll inspire and challenge you as we ask questions, uncover insights, and share inspiring stories about digital ecosystems and automation. Well, hey there, I'm Scott King. That is Chris Krause, and over there is John Michelson. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for joining. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to trust AI, right? So we've seen the generative AI models from, uh, from OpenAI, from Google, and all the chatter about whether or not the answer is correct or the answer is incorrect or how correct it is. Uh, we're going to talk about really like how do you trust it? Should you trust it? And then where are you on that scale? So Chris, you've been playing around with these models quite a bit. And you've got some examples that uh, uh, that that you've asked. You know, I think ChatGPT first, right? So, yeah. what um, you know, what did what did you ask it, and then how did you feel afterwards? So it's like I'm going to skip over the whole thing that that we got the exoplanet picture wrong because that's just a one off and and not very realistic. But in reality, I actually had this actually came up with one of my neighbors. So. You know, she's very tech savvy. And even though she's in her 70s and she's like, I saw in the news, there was a actual recall of the contact solution that I use. And she's really worried because I was like, all the she's like, all the brands are being recalled. I'm like, I haven't heard of this. So I do Google search and I go to the F FDA first. And I'm like, oh, this is an off brand. I couldn't even find somewhere to buy it. So I just Googled, you know, recalls of saline solution or recalls of eye drops. Well, I found a whole bunch like but they were from 2015 and 2017. So if you Google, you're going to get the context of like a date and a timestamp. And she Googled and just read the headlines. and was like, they're all under recall. Well, when you ask say chat GPT or generative AI, the same thing, it's not, you don't give it a time horizon. It's going to do the same thing. Like what are all the top hits that we found? So you're going to see every company in the last 10 years had some recall. So how, do, so of course, someone's going to say it's all wrong, but in reality, you need to give it some context. If you said, were there any recalls in the last 90 days, it would probably do a better job if it was trained in the last 90 days. Let's say, you know, you picked a time period it was actually trained in, but we're, we figured out that, you know, it's going to give us the most populous answers. There is people or there are people who have gone through who try to cleanse it and not have too much fake news. But there's the whole context of continuous updates and time horizons we have to think of. So I couldn't quite get it to tell me, like, for a specific timeline, were there any recalls? It knew there were ones and knew by products. But I think that's the big thing. We have to do that gut check of can we actually get the training to match our questions? And it's not going to be what we've done in the very traditional today. In the today world, machine learning is trained well but it's trained at human speed we literally have data scientists who scrub the data they they analyze it they re-scrub the data for bias they analyze it so we're never going to get to any velocity with this if we rely on people to do all the training so we need to get the tech has to get a little smart and honestly it's pretty freaking amazing it's it's getting smart but we need to figure out how to train the models at machine speed right and that's maybe it needs to understand context of things. So I think we'll get to more trust when we get to a little more increased value of how are we actually training and get some extra context. 
Um, I think that there's there's always going to be some bias. We do a lot in our corporate enterprise to remove bias. But we have to figure out how do we change that in these these new technologies themselves. Yeah, that's interesting. The 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 gut check is either before you ask the question or after, you know, when you receive the answer, right? Because if you don't prompt it correctly, like you were saying with the time horizon, hopefully we'd be smart enough to say, Hey, I don't know because I wasn't trained on that data. Let's say last 90 days. Right. Um, or, or maybe if, if I get an answer back, well then I'm, I'm forced to gut check it, but it's still like you were saying the human speed, right? Yes. Yeah. And we do that. We, so we, we can do different semantic searches and different things. And it's really easy for searches to get wide and get close. It's hard for them to get narrow and accurate, right? That that's the challenge we have to solve for, you know, don't just give me an answer. Give me the right answer, right. And put it in some context. So I have it. I'd like to highlight something, Chris, you, you said that the, the whole thing about trust is about context and it, it is not about fact checkers who are going to vet every answer to generative AI before you see it, because that's entirely absurd, couldn't be possible. But the learning that we already have had, as your example pointed out, is when Google results show up, like a Bing result or somebody else, it's date and time stamped, and the source is identified. Mm-hmm. We're losing that when we get into content trained, that very same content trained into a model that is now answering for us. And somehow that needs to come back out. And I think that AI can actually be trained to understand that context is required for this answer or what type of time horizon makes the answer accurate versus inaccurate. And all of this will be sorted out. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful kind of academic maybe because none of us are, none of us, at least none of us on this podcast are, are trusting our, uh, our, our putting our total faith in a chat GPT answer any more than we would Bard or any, anybody else. There's, there's a dozen, there's more than a dozen generative AI startups that are doing in, uh, a lot of amazing work. It's great. But the, but where this ends up, a real fundamental problem is none of the folks on this podcast are thinking we're going to wait years to settle the score on how we're going to figure out trust. You guys are all starting projects right now and trying to figure out how to put this in front of your people. So you're going to do, you're going to put a spreadsheet in somehow, uh, you know, upload it into a, uh, a, a, a chat GPT prompt and then someone's going to ask three weeks from now who's at who's at work tomorrow and it is going to answer incorrectly because that spreadsheet is three weeks old and <laughs> if you're at the type of organizations we're typically we used to working with there's ins and outs there's changes right so we are we are going to have to actually do a couple of things here first ai is going to have to learn what context makes the answer understandable because it's not about whether it's accurate or not. We deal with a measure of inaccuracy every time we do a Google search, every time we go to Wikipedia, every time we, right? Every time you ask an expert. What, we're, what, we really, what we've really done though is we've done a really good job of, 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 of expecting the context to come with that answer, either implicit in who we asked or how we asked or the content itself. The second half is when we are in, especially in an enterprise context, when we are asking what were sales last month, that is a, that is an absolute must be answered by a system, not an interpretation of an AI model that's reading a bunch of content. Ad is going to be a wired up to a backend system driving through an API, making a definitive. De- this is like the. This is like I'm not going to ask ChatGPT how long does it take for me to get uh, drive to uh, Austin tomorrow morning. 
I'm going to ask a GPS system that's going to give me a real-time, at that very moment, look and predictions based on typical, uh, you know, behavior along the way, you know, road conditions along the way, and real-time updates as I'm on the road. I am not about to ask a generative model that sort of thing. But if I did want a generative model to do it, I've got to put that model in such a condition where I can get it to invoke those real-time systems. I think that's the next step. If it isn't the next step, then we're going to have a mess. We're going to have an absolute mess. We're going to have a set of questions we can actually trust generative AI to answer and a whole class of questions we'd better not ask because it thinks it knows the answer and it actually doesn't. Who's at work tomorrow? It's going to think it knows. It's got your team roster, right? Yeah. You actually need that to go that to come from the scheduling system, right? Yeah. You're managing a shop floor. You're actually asking a question that has a very precise answer, not a as you said, Chris. Not a, you know, it's good at it's good at getting wide and close. We don't want wide and close in this case. I got to know who's actually on on you know on the floor tomorrow. So we're going to have to get AI to collaborate with systems in such a way that it knows when it's got to invoke a real system, an actual back-end live system, as opposed to essentially extracted content from that that is, a, that is old the instant it lands on a disk. And of course, the, the very next step there is I've got an enterprise connected to this. I've, got, I've just connected an enterprise system to a generative AI model so that now people can ask questions. There's a whole bunch of questions they are not allowed to see the answer. So we're going to have to sort out all of that stuff. So yeah, I want to know who's on. Sure, it's totally fine for shop floor managers to know who's on the floor. Uh, so what is what does that guy make? So <laughs> Joe, he's on the. What does Joe? How much does Joe make? You got access to the HR system for me, buddy. What does Joe make? What was his last performance review like? These are these are obviously inappropriate questions. So we've got to not. So the trust is about thresh. It's it's about a. What does it even mean to trust it? Because we have to trust it not to answer questions that it's not appropriate to answer. We can't just give it a boatload of content that was actually in public domain, which therefore makes it not its fault if it actually tells you, right? It, it's, not, it's not OpenAI's fault if public content actually comes up in an answer to you. But it is entirely your organization's burden not to answer a significant number of questions that your own people or customers may ask. So we've got to do something much more interesting and I haven't, I haven't even brought up the fact that, bef but that humans will have to be involved, not in vetting answers, but in actually constructing the answer. Is it feasible for me to take off tomorrow? Well, a, a generative AI model is going to say, of course, you just don't show up for work. I'm, 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 yeah. that was well, I would think it would, it, it might actually read the but HR manual. That, which, which which will say, ask your manager. So what yeah. you just did is invoked a workflow that's gonna require the elegant orchestration of humans in addition to we've already established systems yeah. and the enterprise data policies of those systems in order to make all of this work. So, man, I love the fact that we're all talking about projects in the enterprise. We're gonna all run, use chat GPT, but we're about to, it's, we're literally like taking a whole box of fire, you know, it's black chat firecrackers. Yeah. Setting a fuse and tossing it in there and watching it all go. Um, there are solutions to all of these problems. There, in fact, there's you know a great solution. We think we are one, but these must be thought through, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think that like there's certain things. If I ask it, it may tell me every employee gets 40 hours of vacation and 40 hours of sick leave, which would be accurate. But like you said, can I take off? Is actually implying that it understands the enterprise systems, it knows how much vacation I've taken. 
should my manager then does it, do I need a manager approval on that? So I think it's a, it's an interesting concept because I think our models will have kind of two facets. Some things are we're too lazy to read the policies and procedures and they're static and we trained them. And on the other side, they do have to operate. They have to interact with operational systems. Like they're going to have to figure out how to look up real-time data. Exactly. The same exactly. way Maze does, and, right? Constantly and, updating. Yes, right? invoke, invoke systems and invoke people because you know that policy, Chris, everybody's policy is, yes, you have, and of course, the number of weeks is varies by employee and type and how long you've been in the company and whether you just, all of that stuff, all of that becomes, those are all API calls. Even the even though everybody gets 40 hours a week is out is obviously not not accurate in any interesting size company but this but as soon as you as soon as you ask a generative ai model can mm -hmm. i have off tomorrow its only answer which would that is accurate is i don't know but it probably thinks it knows mm -hmm. oh yeah i i literally remember being at a large corporation and your salary band was in the inside of like when you're an outlook and looked up an employee they're an i they're a j they're a K, and the ceo was a z we're like so what's the range for a z of course right. the first thing you answer so if ai could answer that there you boy, go would that be a problem my first question to bard what is band z <laughs> yes there you nailed it chris right so so we are we are on the cusp of what is a fantastic opportunity to drive enormous productivity and to give people access to capabilities, information, all of you, all of that's great. But trust is actually even a, is, is, is such a, it's might, may not even be the right word for it, right? Because we, we, we are, we've always been working under the assumption that we are getting mostly accurate, but somewhat inaccurate information at times. And that we always have to vet and context all the stuff we've said where we are going now is we've got to set really clear guidance. Some things are not, are, some things always have to go refresh a backend system to see some things not as often. Some things are actually people questions. Can I have off tomorrow must be a people question if I'm on a shop floor, if I'm a delivery driver or whatever, because someone's gonna have to cover my shift and that is not gonna be just a system, systematic answer. It's going to be, let me go find someone who can cover your shift and get right back to you. That would be the best possible answer, right? It being the being uh, compassionate. If I really do need off, let me send a message to as many people in your role who are already not on the schedule to see if one of them can cover your shift. And as soon as I get a confirmation on that, I'm going to inform a whole bunch of people who would obviously need to know this because they want to know who's going to actually pick up the goods and get deliveries going and get back to you, Mr. Employee who needs off with that solution. That's a whole interesting outcome initiated from, of course, a natural conversational chat. By the way, that's a very, it's obviously a great Krista use case, but generative AI being a, an entry point and an exit point and an even facilitates along the way point, when one of those employees gets that, hey, can you cover for John tomorrow? The immediate response is, what's the rest of my schedule this week, right? It's you can't say does not compute. I needed a yes or a no, dude. It's it, real humans respond to questions often with questions. We call these dynamic sidebars. Well, what's the rest of my schedule this week? And that again is a here goes a real time lookup. And but with that context, I now can trust. I can say yes. And with that context, the guy who actually gets is needing off, let's say me, 
comes back with manager was informed, uh, policy's fine, manager's informed, Chris is confirmed. I trust that it's actually fine. I, I, I've done my part, right? So, so I think we're we're in a a fantastic opportunity to create this kind of solution for customers. But it is clearly a component, not the solution. Yeah, I just hope that the system wouldn't update the, um, you know, the hours taken because, like, I would just ask every day for the day off, right? Because you would have to trust whether or not the it actually closed the whole loop, right? Um, you know, because maybe I become band Z and I just ask off every day, and then until someone catches on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's always someone trying to game a system. And speaking of HR, in a total digression, talking about sidebars, uh, was talking to somebody very early on when we were building the product. He said when I would go into the HR system and ask off, I ended, I, I got the ugly uh looks like a mainframe and wasn't screen and i thought what do you what how many hours are you looking to remove to take off of your pto balance he did minus eight thinking that that would be you know i'm subtracting eight minus minus eight is plus eight so he ended up going from 40 to 48 hours of available pto and got off that day so he promised he only did that a few times but um <laughs> but that's a that's a classic. It's a digression. Then it's about the garbage and garbage out problem and how we're expecting our human, you know, humans to fully understand how systems think and work, right? But that was the, that was a classic. Um, when you, so yeah, how do we trust even the HR system to uh, input a correct number of hours? We all live in this world. AI will learn to get there. We'll need to, we'll need to understand how to, how some questions are real time in nature. Some are so, human workflow in nature. Some are completely inappropriate for them to answer or for them to know the answer. All of that is a fabric that has to be built around this tech. Yeah. Hypothetically, John, if I'm, uh, you know, if, if I'm putting something like this inside an organization and I'm hooking up a generative AI so it can have conversations with systems, like what type of, and I'm, you know, I'm going to call it like a sales process or a training, like, how, how do I talk to my internal employees to, you know, trust this process when they have been trained on the, the internet bias, right? Of all the horror stories like, Hey, you know, we've, we've done this now. You can talk to the different HR systems to take off and communicate with your manager. Like that seems like it would be a whole sales, you know, sales job, internal sales job, right? Well, you might have to just recreate the whole trust solution and planning that, you know, Google, uh, OpenAI and, and the other guys are already going through where they're going to give you more context. They're yeah. going to. So so if 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 step five of that re requesting leave process back to you, Scott, was, OK, I have performed this. Your HR solution is workday and I have allocate, I have removed those hours are pending, right? Those are, those are now pending uh, medical leave hours and your manager whose name is John has been informed and blah, blah. As soon as you don't say just, sure, have a great time. Um, as soon as your answer has enough context for you to really be it sounded like real stuff happened back in that back there because it actually knew where to go to, you know, log the leave request. It actually knew the manager that it should be informed or asked depending on the policy, whatever it is. And 
yeah, I think I can. I think I can get there. That I think that just actually happened, right? You at least have the also the audit. Again, not currently in the in the online versions that we're that we're seeing and playing with. But in the enterprise deployed version of a tech like this, you obviously also have the audit trail of, hey, I had a conversation with this thing and it's all being stored somewhere. It's even in my chat history. So dude, you don't give me this, uh, allow me to ask that question and then tell me that I can't trust its answer. So you, you, I, I would imagine this is the way you've got to go. And, and of course, there'll be, a, there'll be an evolutionary or maybe a, 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 you know, a, a certain wave of it'll swell It'll, it'll start like, it'll probably start with fury of activity of, of dudes like Scott trying to take off every day and seeing what happens. But after that little, you know, uh, discovery thing, um, how well the, were the guardrails put up, there's probably a pretty good ramp of, of utilization where it's like, wait, well, why don't I want to try it this way? Why wouldn't I? Wait, why don't, we, why don't we do everything this way? Why do I have any of this stuff? Why am I not just, right? So, of course, that's been our philosophy and our position of the way the world will work from the beginning. So I, so I, I hope it does. And I think that this is a good step. Yeah. I, I hope that people would, um, you know, especially, you know, we're talking about this time off and, and vacation time. I think that's an easy uh, example yeah. to think about. And then if everybody interacts with this, you know, they'll, they'll understand their job enough. Like, wait a minute, I can, I can apply something like this to what I have to do because I'm just reading a system and making a decision anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Chris, what, you know, if, if that happens and we're about out of time, so I'll ask you to, you know, sum it up. Like if, if I'm using this internally mm -hmm. and, you know, what, what type of things that you, th do you think that people would think of? Like, say I'm a, um, you know, say, say for instance, I'm like a site re reliability engineer at a software company or something like what, what kind of things could I do that would that would help me? So I think we're going to find huge categories in every line of business. So, you know, like we mentioned, HR has got stuff. We've got things like in cybersecurity, like the ability to actually ask them about threats and that. So no one wants to go look up a threat on the Internet, you know, and say, this is is this a well-known threat on email and that. Those are things that we can look up some historical stuff and then we can look up an APIs both. And customer service, think accounts payable, accounts receivable, all those emails they get where they literally are answering the same questions over and over. If it's a policy question, that's something that an FAQ would, would be waved in. But then you've got the APIs to look up what's the status of a specific order, you know, for last week, things like that. So I think we're going to find a blend of FAQ type things and API things in every part of our business. All right. Outstanding. Well, thanks, guys. I definitely trust AI with some things. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, uh, to using it more and more. And uh, so until next time, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to The Union. I hope it was insightful and caused you to think about how you can influence technical advancements at your company. Please subscribe to The Union podcast series on your favorite podcast player to listen to past in future episodes. If you have a question for any of us or have a suggestion for the show, please email me at scott at Thanks for listening.